This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not, it works. No, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? But, but nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who I'm are you lo- talking I'm, about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get early access to the GameZilla Alpha. Exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words are right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash media and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. My name is Chops. Dr. Chops to the coroner. Dr. Chops to the coroner. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Hi, Dr. Chops. How are you? (laughs) Don't forget to eat your vegetables dipped in melted cheese. That's Craig WK. Uh, thank you. I, uh, this is Craig WK. Uh, practitioner Craig WK. <laughs> practitioner. Today we have a... Uh, today's episode is a treatment for an illness known as lack of retro video games. That's a serious condition. It's Dr. a very Chops. serious condition. As a professional MD... Master of Disguise. Um, I do have to say that uh, today's episode is a great, great source of vitamin retro. I I would say that uh, probably not uh, the best source of vitamin <laughs> retro, but it's a great source of it. It's this 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 dose of uh, vitamin retro that I uh, that I got is uh, where I learned all my medical knowledge. It, yeah, me too. <laughs> We're talking about Trauma Center under the knife for the Nintendo DS. <laughs> I don't. Well, I guess I think it does do that opening thing. It might. I don't like remember broken, now. I don't know. Anyways, this game was developed and published by Atlas they for the some, Nintendo DS. They do some funky games. They are primarily known for what, Craig? Persona and Shin Megami Tensei That's series. Correct. So you know there's going to be real good story in this game. <laughs> it's, it's pretty weird. But uh, this game was released on October 4th in 2005 by Atlas. It's a visual novel surgery simulation game that stars Dr. Derek Stiles. Derek Stiles. Who MD. Has, who has the incredible ability to heal people and depicts the story of him proving himself as a surgeon and eventually contending with a man-made disease known as guilt. Guilt. Do you know what it stands for? I don't, actually. You don't. You ready for this? I tried to practice this a few times so that I got it right. All right. <clears throat> Guilt stands for... Gl- g- well, I already messed it up. Gangliated Ultrophin Immunolatency Toxin. That, you know, if you had told me that's a real thing, I would probably believe you. It's definitely not. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I... 
Let me, so, mm-hmm. uh, I, I want to set the scene. Okay, please. All please right? do. Because this takes place in a futuristic world. Of 2018. <laughs> the year is 2018, where medical technology has advanced such that the effective treatments for previously incurable diseases such as AIDS and cancer are available. This story is told to the player via dialogue between the characters, either presented in cutscenes or during operations. Which, I, which is a great time to give exposition. How optimistic of them that when they were making this game, they're like, you yeah, know what? 13 they're, years from now, we're going to eliminate cancer and AIDS. Cancer and AIDS are going to be a thing of the past in 2018. Wow. Uh, for our listeners right now who it's aren't listening to this like years from now, this is 2018. And to the best of my knowledge, we do not currently have a cure for AIDS or cancer. That's true. Only people who have cured AIDS is Magic Johnson, and he injected money in his body. Well, that was a rumor. I'm just kidding. That doesn't didn't really. I. Uh, you know what, Chops? Uh, I I've always said that this is not a show for conspiracy theories. But it is now. But it is now. How did Magic Johnson <laughs> cure his AIDS? Dun, dun, dun. I would argue that he probably did not cure his AIDS, and he just has enough money and medical treatment to keep him healthy all the time. Probably. Because, I mean, the AIDS is pretty much an autoimmune deficiency disorder, right? Isn't disease. That, it's disease. Disease. Yeah, right, yeah. But but it's uh, essentially that's what it is. Like, your just immune system is just it's go- it's gone. Garbage. Yeah. So you just... I've <laughs> heard you could do, like, a full blood transfusion... Like full blood transfusion. Another conspiracy I've theory. Heard, I've heard this, but I don't know if it's Wait, true or not. Did you hear this at like a bus stop? No, I at did like not. A, at like eleven a.m. Talked to a hobo at a bus stop. And told me <laughs> guy like Johnson stumbled out of an alley and he was like, "You ever hear the story about how Magic Johnson Here's cured story. His, his AIDS <laughs> of a hobo named Gary?" <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we gotta get back on track. <laughs> oh, right. right yeah. So, I, I want to set the scene more, though. So, ah, yeah, go in on. front of me, I have a lot of exposition. Oh, or sorry, sorry, a lot of text uh, about the game, and I'd like to read a majority of it because it basically tells the whole story of the game. But it's because it's ridiculous. Well, here's the thing: do we? How many spoilers do we want, though? I don't think anybody is going to play this game. No, hold on. I, I really. This is Legend of Retro Chops. This is a show where we're telling people to get out there and play retro games. If if you start this episode off and you're like, hey, this is what happens. In this simulation game, which is a visual novel, you have thus cut off an overwhelming majority of the the game. I, 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 I don't know if you should. Was that a pun intended cut off? Yes, it okay. was. Um, I would equate this game to being General Hospital, the video game. <laughs> it's very much a soap opera. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of drama for no reason. Yeah. And then some medical stuff. I remember the opening pretty well, and they're really hard on Dr. Derek Styles. Okay, uh, then let me just read the opening. Can I yeah, do the yeah, opening? Absolutely. Then? The okay. opening I, I want them to catch. So. All right. And begin scene. The player assumes the role of Derek Styles, a doctor at Hope Hospital. After the near death of a patient due to his negligence, he encounters a scene of a car crash and ends up working on a patient with incredibly severe injuries to the heart. Just as it seems like the patient is done for, a power within Derek is unlocked and miraculously saves the patient. The power emerges once more and Derek saves another patient when a seemingly routine operation gets dangerously, dangerously out of hand. His superior superiors recognize the ability, and they tell him that his power is said to be that of the descendant of the Greek god of medicine, Asclepius. Asclepius? 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 
Yeah, I can't Scal- do it. Escalpius? And his gift is known by the name, though is more frequently referred to as the healing touch. I've got that healing touch. <laughs> I Here's the thing. Now, I've watched General Hospital yes. for years. I actually haven't. Uh, so this no. actually might be something in General Hospital. Uh, it, it's, it's a little more fantasy than, than General Hospital. It is, but like... I could see this as a show. Oh, absolutely. A general hot, like a modern day soap opera. Like it's got to have sci-fi in it because most people like science fiction these days. I would say. It's more popular More people are driven days. to comic book movies which are mm-hmm. science fiction yep. and action. Uh, Star Trek is more mainstream. Star Wars. Star Wars. Game of Thrones is fantasy. People love that. Like, yeah. like I could see them really benefiting. Like, if you did a, an American in, in, adaption uh, adaptation of this game, I think it could be actually pretty fun. I, uh, yeah, I, I could see, I could see this uh, uh, being something that, uh, or at least the general premise as something that you know takes off. I, uh, I definitely don't want to go too spoilery or anything. Not no, I won't. You know. I won't anymore. Uh, but, but basically, he's he's a doctor who has a special ability that is good and bad for him. Uh, it helps him heal patients, but it also hurts him. And okay. you go through, you're going through the story as basically this doctor with this ability. You're becoming more renowned, and then there's like an international medical company that wants you to be on their team to fight this global virus called guilt. Ah, yes, and, the man-made disease. And there's like six forms of it, uh, six or seven forms of it, and you're you're going through the world fighting these different forms, and you end up going against the the person who's been creating it and in charge. Okay, yeah, that's super over the top. The the doctor yes. himself is is fighting these terrorists, basically. Well, by fighting, I mean like saving people. He he's with an organization that has an army that raids the place, and he <laughs> oh. does operation on the guy to prevent the disease from spreading. Oh, okay, all right, I gotcha. I uh, so let's go into the gameplay. So we mentioned that this is a surgery simulation visual yes. novel, and we've talked about the visual novel aspect, the plot, the drama. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's the you know the typical cliche hospital drama, like in the opening of the game, one of the nurses like transfers out, and like you get someone new, and it's drama, blah blah blah, stuff like that. But the the gameplay itself is is kind of intriguing. It is. So it, it's a touchscreen because it's a Nintendo DS yep. 2005 early touchscreen stuff. You think it was gimmicky. It is not. You are using your stylus to create, to cut sutures, uh, to, I'm sorry, to suture things that cut into patients using forceps, mm-hmm. uh, draining blood, uh, using like gel. Like, like I'll, I'll go over the, here. Here's the, here's the tools. Okay. Yeah, this yeah. is what's on your tool belt. Okay. You get to use scalpels, forceps, sutures, antibiotic gel for disinfecting and healing small wounds, syringes for administering various types of medicine, mm-hmm. ultrasounds for finding hidden, ano- hidden anomalies, a drain for removing excess blood, a laser for attacking small anomalies, and a magnifying glass to zoom in on certain areas. Wow, it's uh, it, it seems like, and and I think that if if you would ask me when I was you know uh, years ago when the DS would come out and like these games are you know churning out, I would have probably thought, oh, it's got to be gimmicky, like oh, it's got to be gimmicky. It's you not. Know? It's because of Atlas. Really, I think Atlas is the reason why this game is so successful. It's over the top. It's cartoony, uh-huh. animated the best, but it's visually 
very compelling and com- gameplay wise, really responsive. Hey, and and that's I think the the most important thing is because some touchscreen games were a little clunky. Mm-hmm. You know, they they were a little on the eh side because of the fact that they didn't really program it very well. Right. But Atlas knows what they're doing. They they've done really good stuff, and and it's interesting that this isn't like one of their typical kind of big name hits, which mm-hmm. is their RPGs. That's what they're kind of known for. But uh but yeah, no, it's 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 interesting that they they went with that in this direction and pulled it off, you know? So so what do you think the HUD is like for this game? When you're when you're when you're in the moment of of doing surgery, what do you think the HUD's like? I remember the gist of the game, okay. so so I kind of know. But it's it's basically like you and the bottom screen is like the whatever you're looking at, right? Yeah, like their arm or into, their yeah. wound or whatever. And then aren't they little like circle like circles along the edges? Yeah, where you select side? your your utensil, and then there's vitals on the other screen, and it's like their heartbeat, their beat, oh, beat yeah. You have to Wait, make sure that they utensils. Stay like their yeah, your utensils you use is. It, is it called a utensil? Yeah. Really? Tools and tools and utensils or surgical instruments, I guess. Sorry. Oh, okay. Well, instruments. I just, utensils makes me think of like spoon and knife and okay, fork. Whatever. Which makes me think that you're like a, like yes, a low-key cannibal. Yeah, you're feasting on them. <laughs> no, fine. Can, instruments. Chops is a low-key cannibal. He's just like, you know what? You know, let me just pull out my utensils. While and- I'm here. <laughs> when in Rome. Uh... No instruments. Wow. Sorry, no, instruments. No, it's, it's just it, it, it. They might be called utensils I, in, I in surgery. They're, they're I, probably not. But it just sounded funny to me. I don't know. Um, so you're 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 basically zoomed in on the portion mm-hmm. of whatever you're doing, and it's kind of graphic in some ways. Uh, there's blood. You have to drain. Yeah. Like in one of the like a, one of the uh, scenes, you're pulling heart, uh, shards of glass from someone's heart. Yeah, and it's legitimately you have to pull the glass straight out. Otherwise, if you pull it oh, on an angle, it'll, an angle cut it'll cut them and cause their heartbeat to drop and hurt them more. And blood will spurt a little bit. <laughs> and then you have to heal the <laughs> small wounds up with the gel, which heal instantly, basically. But then for the larger wounds, you have to do sutures. So you have to like zigzag across. And the whole time, are you okay, Craig? <laughs> oh, no, no. I was uh, uh, stifling a yawn. Oh, I, I thought I, you were going to throw up for a second there. No, no, no. I, I have a pretty, uh, pretty iron gut when it comes to this kind of stuff. But oh, okay. uh, we probably should have given some kind of trigger warning there because uh, some of this stuff can be a little gross for gross. some people. Yeah, yeah, like you are, there's tumors you cut out and around with with the laser you had to pull them out with forceps again when i was a kid uh, I, I don't think they still have shows like this anymore but uh i think it was on the learning channel before the learning channel like started like pumping out like reality tv they would occasionally play surgeries oh my god really on tv and i uh, i had a I, like it was maybe it's a little serial killer of me just, just throwing that out there. I'm going to admit it now. It's a little sociopathic. Well, you, would, you would take notes, and then you try to figure out how to do them to your sister. <laughs> Remove things from her body. I only have one sister now, Chops. <laughs> No, I used no, to have uh, three. I used to have many more. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, but I, morbid fascination. I would like, I wouldn't be able to stomach it for long because I was pretty young. Yeah. And I would turn it on and I would just be like, what the, what the heck is this? Like, what's going on? Like, what is going on here? And I'd watch for a few minutes. I'd be like, I can't watch this. And I'd like go to Cartoon Network. And then I'd wait a minute or so and I'd be like, I wonder what they're doing now. And I'd like click back and I'd be like, oh, 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 gross. And I'd click back. And then a few minutes had passed and, you know, whatever I was watching on, on the, cartoons would would fade and and I would only be able to think about the surgery 
<laughs> You're such a creep. <coughs> such Excuse a me. Creep. I'm sorry. I kind of zoned out for a second there. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, surgery is, uh, it's a little, it's like, it could be a little gross. So I, I, I totally get. A little gross, get, but it's a little bit of a, a fetish for you. <laughs> I would say fascinating, <laughs> not a fetish, Chops. Not on the show anyway. <laughs> not in public anyway. Yeah, not not, not um, for people to hear. So the game, because of the, the, the progression of the story with the different viruses, mm-hmm. the, the way that you have to go about things become more complicated. So in the beginning, you're like, okay, I had to pull these glass, this glass out of this person, heal them up with the gel and suture them, and that's kind of it. Sure, then, yeah, Okay, yeah, yeah. tumors, I got to use the laser, and then I got to use the forceps to pull them out and heal that up and suture them up. That's good. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> but as things get more uh-huh. difficult, you use your healing touch ability, which causes time to slow down. Oh, yeah, I was going to say it's like bullet time, basically. Yes, bullet surgery every, time. After Matrix, every game needed bullet time, even <laughs> apparently visual novel surgery simulation games. Hey, when you're in the moment and you have this Greek god of Sclepsibles uh, on your <laughs> side, he gives you great power to heal people. It, only in the form of slowing time so you can do it manually because you know you can still mess up because you're a human being <laughs> like yeah i like feel if, like a, a skepiosis sclepios this greek god that greek god yeah the one with the staff and the serpent yep I, I I'm I'm pretty sure he could have been doling out maybe a little bit of you better know, power. Like healing touch, maybe like you touch them and they heal. <laughs> well, yeah, because like... I mean, <laughs> like yeah, I'm I'm glad Doctor Derek Styles is a good guy and yes. he's using this power to to help people. Right. But like you could easily slow down time and rob a bank, right? <laughs> you could do a lot of things with slow down time, Craig. Oh, you don't need to tell me, Jobs. Yeah. I I've thought about what I do with the ability <laughs> to slow time. So. You, things get more difficult. You have to do more things at once, juggling. But my favorite part about this game, mm-hmm. and I, and it, this doesn't exist to my knowledge, mm-hmm. is that say you're doing bad or it's a, it's a faster paced level and you sure. have to get things done mm-hmm. quickly. You can shoot up the patient with something that causes them to get a better heartbeat and stay alive more. Oh, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm hardly a medical professional, but I'm sure there must be something in surgeries if someone's dipping that you can like be like, whoa, inject them with this. Let's, let's keep them, keep that blood pumping. No, but this basically heals their heartbeat. So like you just keep it, you can, you oh, know, you can just keep doing it. Keep injecting them with it. Like there's no limit to it. All right. It. Okay. Yeah. So like, that, oh, that's probably dropping not. down again. Okay. Inject them, inject them, inject them. All right. Go again. Oh no, they're going down again. Inject them. Inject. I'm like, no, I don't think. Okay. Yeah. I'm, probably not something to that effect. You're going right. to, you're going to kill the person with whatever you're injecting them with and there's this healing gel which you just rub on small wounds and they heal up instantly hey listen i wish i had that for paper cuts and things that'd be great (laughs) chops it's the futuristic year of 2018 it's it is it's around the corner we've almost got it the present year of 2018 in this game oh man it's it's fun it's over the top Uh it's ridiculous it is anime general hospital because (laughs) of this guilt stuff like it's the characters are fun. Doctor Styles is kind of boring, but it's you know he's got that healing touch. <laughs> Ooh, healing, healing touch. I so I so when I was doing research on this game, yeah, I I like the idea of a man-made disease got me thinking about anthrax. Okay, which the is, band, yeah. 
Well, no, but although they were the first search on Google when you search anthrax, <laughs> I'm which sure is sure they were, you know, it's probably not, yeah, you know, whatever. But uh, apparently, uh, anthrax is a real disease. It occurs in nature. Uh, it is very rare in the United States. Uh, it's it's quite deadly. Uh, but so, like, I searched for anthrax, and it wasn't really popping up what I was like looking for. Did so, you then type in how to make anthrax? No, no, no. no. Well, hear me out. Don't go spoiling the story, the ending of the story here, Chops, because... <laughs> oh, I, wait a minute, what? I searched weaponized anthrax oh because I, I was like, well, okay, so like you, you hear about anthrax being used, you know, as like a weapon against people, like, you know, terrorists and I'm stuff. I'm so scared right now. So I searched weaponized anthrax to find out what it is because I'm thinking like, well, if... If if anthrax is something that occur, occurs in nature, like what are they doing? Are they like getting somebody who's like sick with it and like scooping it up? Like what do they do? Like I've yeah. heard it's a powder. Like what the what the heck is that? And so I search it, and all the search results are how to weaponize anthrax. Oh my God. And I'm like sitting there looking. I'm like, oh no, oh no, I'm on a list now. <laughs> yeah, I'm on right. a list. This isn't good. No, this is crack, not good. Crack. Well, I wanted to know more because, like, the you know, a, a part of this game is this like man-made disease. And at first, I was like, oh, there's no such thing as that. And then I was like, oh wait, no, the, the real life is scary. Real life is scarier than video games. Let me give this a look. And I couldn't find that answer. And I didn't want to look into like any of the articles on how to weaponize it because then it's like, all right, you know, the FBI is going to be like, all right, this crack guy's been a real creep anyway. This is just this, this is, is over the line. We've got twelve other instances, but this one, <laughs> this, this one puts it over the. This edge. is the straw that broke the camel's back. Send a raid, get rid of this Craig guy, throw him in jail. Yeah. So if if I abruptly leave the show uh, at any point, you know, and it's kind of awkward, and like Chops's new guest is like, you know, just not pulling their weight, and but and you think like, man, I miss Craig. Just know that I miss you too, and that he's probably at Alcatraz. <laughs> A maximum security prison, which has been closed down to become a tourist attraction. Hey, how do you know they're not still using it? The bowels of Alcatraz? Yes. I mean, those tours go through the whole prison. Do they, though? The whole prison that we know of. Do they? Yeah. Mm. Do they make it out? I hope. Do, do you I, know anyone who's been? If if I, ooh, I haven't. But if I was <laughs> going to San Francisco, I would absolutely go on one of those tours, because that sounds awesome, right? Maybe. Maybe you would. Well, yeah. For the I, last time. Oh, okay. There we go. I was going to say, yeah, I would. Yeah, for the last time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah, you're go. going to jail. I would never <laughs> Google that ever in my life because I know it leads down that road, Craig. <laughs> you should know better than that. Listen, if 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 collecting souls, if uh, experimenting <laughs> medically on siblings that no longer are in this world, and if searching anthrax is are things that put me in jail, then lock me up and throw away the key, Chops. Well, I'm glad we aren't recording this. Can we destroy this episode? No, we cannot. Oh, well, shucks. Um, I really enjoy this game. It's fun. It's difficult as you get later on levels. Mm -hmm. Like, stupid difficult. <laughs> like... I don't know, like th these games, like the Phoenix Wright games, mm -hmm. there's points at which it's just annoying at how difficult it is. I see. So where they're specific, you know, mm -hmm. too specific on things. I'm not very, like... Hand-eye coordinated? Yeah, I don't really have very good hand-eye coordination. I'm a clumsy guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, games like this, like the touchscreen games... I am not good at it in the <laughs> least. I, I don't know if I could get past that first surgery. I would be a terrible doctor in the world I of would like uh, to see you uh, play trauma this. center. Yeah. 
I played this on the I played the Wii U version or the Wii version of this too. Oh, that's right, because they remade it. They made a uh, they made a newer uh, one. like a reboot. It's uh, called uh, a game. Second Opinion. <laughs> Okay, that's super it's clever. Great, isn't it? That's really clever. You got to give Atlas <laughs> a lot of credit on that one. There's three games in the series. I don't remember what the third one is called. But. Oh, yeah, because there's Under the Knife 2 and then the remake, right? Oh, yeah, then the Second Opinion, I guess. The second Opinion, yeah. which is just the remake of the first. <laughs> it's, yeah. just, it's kind of a remake of the first, but kind of not. It's a little bit more in depth. Oh, okay. Um, they add enough to it to yeah. make it worth it. Yeah, well, it, it cool. was good. I, this is, I, I really enjoyed this game, and I think everybody should play it, but I don't think anybody will play it. <laughs> Well, you never know. You never know. So I do want to talk about the music to Trauma Center. The the music to Trauma Center was composed by a team of three. Kenichi Kikawa, Shoji Meguro, and Kenichi Tsuchiya. Uh, who all have worked on the Shin Megami Tensei series and the Persona series, and it really shows. If you're a fan of Persona and Shin Megami Tensei, the music is very, very reminiscent of that. <laughs> Super reminiscent of it. it. It is actually really solid. I, I would say that the Trauma Center Under the Knife is a, a hidden gem of uh, video game music. I would say so, too, yeah. So uh, we have a, a few different songs here, uh, which I... Uh, I, I feel like the the main theme is well you know what just let's just play the main theme okay. like it was ripped directly out of persona it's real f- it's real fun action sounding and it's a surgery game <laughs> <laughs> it is honestly it is so similar to persona 4 if if this was if any other company but atlas made this game they'd be getting sued oh yeah absolutely <laughs> so similar absolutely. to persona 4 now uh my personal favorite song from this is the song routine routine is a song that's played like in between like you know the surgeries and stuff yeah during like exposition or or, or chatting with people and it is once again very persona-esque and it uh the other thing about this is to me this is the song that makes you think oh wow yeah this is totally a general hospital like (laughs) you know uh, the anime
great is that song? It's so it's funky. <laughs> it is just straight up uh, right of elevator music slash uh soap opera music it's it's really great it, yeah it, they did a really good job with not only capturing sort of the the feel of like that uh like kind of hospital-esque yeah. drama you know for this song but uh but yeah it's just so great i really love it and it once again like it was just ripped out of persona oh yeah specifically persona 4 which is a little more poppy mm-hmm. uh but here you have a, a few songs here for us as well uh, uh chops this one is on the cutting edge of medicine is that right yes the cut on the cutting edge of medicine i like the song for the beat and because the name is so ridiculous <laughs> so <laughs> let's give it a listen uh, here it is It's a pretty great song. It's like Club, the the hospital. <laughs> it also reminds me of the opening song to ER. Oh, a little bit. I can, yeah. I I I never really watched ER, but I would always end up catching like the opening to it. Yeah, and because uh, I think didn't ER play after the Simpsons on Sunday nights? It may have. I think it, I know it was, it was Nine Fox. o'clock on Sundays. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember very well, but it, I, I remember catching the opening to it. And I never had any interest in it because I was a nerd and only watched cartoons. But I, I, yeah. Now this next song is a doubter. Um, <laughs> Dude, mostly it's so depressing. Mostly because uh, I like the song because it's sad. <laughs> And it's a completely different than the rest of the stuff. But it also is funny because it has to do with a character called Richard Anderson, who's the head of a organization that you join. Um, and there's more to his, his story mm-hmm. in the game. But this is called uh, Anderson's Epitaph. for you chaps yeah who hurt you <laughs> who who dr derek styles did <laughs> was it when he, he killed to- <laughs> my love on the operating table he he should have used his healing touch but he refused to <laughs> and then i'm suing him for malpractice <laughs> 
That's the spirit. Oh, man. No, the song is so sad. <laughs> like, it it's is. A completely different from everything else. It really is. It, it's almost as if, like, it, it's as if one of the three composers was, like, a, just really depressed, and they're like, oh, they, like, man. They, got divorced or something uh, terrible happened in their life, and they're just like... No, I can't. I can't. This character's now dying. And I don't know if they do. I can't. I, I, I can't remember if they do or not. <laughs> One of the Kenichis is like, he comes into work and the other, the other Kenichi and Shoji are like, oh man, uh, he's not been the same since his wife oh, left him. Man. I can compose, guys. Here's something. <sighs> oh, this is, I mean, it's not really fitting the thematics. Every, the, everyone I've played it to lately just starts bursting into tears from listening to it. I think they really enjoy it. Yeah, that must be why we'll put it in. Oh, oh man. it's great the music's awesome uh play this game it's, it can't be that much money it's probably really cheap you could probably download it somewhere <laughs> i don't even know just play it it's a lot of fun just to try just to try out a surgery simulation game by atlas a visual novel <laughs> surgery simulation game either way you can add whatever flair you want to the title it's it is a unique experience mm-hmm. that i think you should play if if there's nothing else that you're going to get out of this game, like if you're going to like end this episode and you're like, okay, I'm that's not for me. Yeah. At least YouTube the music. Yes. Yes. Right. At least listen to the soundtrack because uh, we, we gave you a nice taste of it, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's the, the soundtrack has no business being that good for that genre of game. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Visual novel surgery simulation game should not have that good of music. <laughs> They just shouldn't. Oh, man. Yeah. It's great. So uh, we've chatted a lot about uh, Trauma Center Under the Knife. Yes. But I think it's time to get on over to the Retro Relapse. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. All right. So this week, Craig... Yep. Oh, Craig, 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 <laughs> my friend. Oh, you're a terrible human being. Yeah, if I had to suffer, then you had to suffer too. This week, we have Spelunker. Spelunker is a Nintendo game. Uh, when was it originally released there? I don't uh, even know. I don't uh, even know if I care. December. Uh, looks like... Uh, North America in September 1987. September of 1987. I, uh, yeah. September it was, 18th. Oh, no. Oh, that was, uh, yeah, it, yeah, whatever. Sometime Originally in the released 80s. by Micrographic Image for the Atari 8-bit family in 1983. It was later ported to the Commodore 64 and re-released by Broderbund in 1984. <laughs> Uh, an arcade version was released in 1985, and then it was released for the NES in Japan uh, on December 6, 1985, and September 1987. Subsequently, a sequel was released on the NES in 1987 as well in September 18th called Spelunker 2. Uh, you want me to feel that one? Yes. Spelunker 2, Yusha Eno Chosen. Yes. I don't know... Uh, let's see. It was a Japanese exclusive game. Here's my question for you, Chops. If you know, if you if you buy Spelunker, you're stuck with it. You know, that's that's I feel like is, is the that, uh, is that how it goes. You can't just delete it. Well, no, that's what I mean. Like if you bought it, like in oh. the '80s, if you got the game cart, you, oh, you had it. Oh, you know, oh, you were oh, stuck with I, it. I thought you were saying like I bought it. I'm stuck with it. I'm no, like, no, 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 Greg, no, no, you no. can delete it. <laughs> Please delete it. <laughs> 
Well, I don't. I try not to delete games like that. You know, I I, I need to keep it for prosperity. Oh, okay. And to remind myself why I hate myself every day. Anyway, uh, but no. Here's the thing: if if you bought the whole cart, the game cart, you know, you were you were stuck with it, you know. And and I feel like that was the the game company's original plan was to trick people into buying it. Yeah, phys- buying physical products. But in an arcade, if you shell out a quarter and you're like, oh my god, this game's garbage, you've learned not to buy Spelunker, and that was a wasted customer potential. Or, or do you say, well, I bet you they changed something up and made it a little bit different for the arc, for the NES. Well, only if you're a glutton for punishment. Only if you're an idiot. So Spelunker is a game where you, you like go into it like down an elevator shaft and you uh, uh, traverse this cave and get treasure and get points and stuff. It's pretty basic, pretty simple. The downfall is that the slightest... Literally. <laughs> Thank you, Chops. The slightest bit of fall damage, you dead. Like, not even the slightest bit. It's If it's a pixel or two, too high, mm-hmm. you're dead. And it's annoying because, like, you know, when you're in the elevator, you know, in the first elevator, and you go to, like, just start walking to the right, you slip through a crack, you fall, and you die. Yeah. It is very punishing. The game's design itself is not very intuitive. The controls are kind of clunky. Uh, I actually, when I bought this game on the Virtual Console, which I had, I bought this on the Wii U's Virtual Console some years ago now, uh, I was under the impression it was a different game that was very similar. There is a game similar to Spelunker where you you know you're somebody in like a hard hat, a pith helmet, and you go through like these ancient ruins and get treasure. And I thought it was that game, so I was like, oh man, this is gonna be great. I was like, I rented that game as a child. I'm gonna have so much nostalgia for it. And I started playing it, and I said, what the heck is this? <laughs> it's bad. It and ain't I, and good. I'm, I'm looking at this information here on the game. Do you read that first paragraph right now without reading it through once? Uh, the player must walk and jump through increasingly challenging parts of the cave, all the while working with a finite supply of fresh air, which could be replenished at various points. Uh, did, did we ever see at any point that he had a finite amount of air? Maybe one of the random times we died and we couldn't figure it out was him choking to death. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. That's crazy. Not only do you make this game so that like, if you bump the button at the wrong time, you die instantly, but your character is also suffocating in this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And much like your, uh, uh, you know, avatar in the game, you yourself suffocate as you play oh, through yes. this. Oh, yes. Inside. Crappy, you're, you're, you know, absolutely. Your heart, your heart is wanting to just die. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of this game. Oh, I sure, think the it's premise? really cool. If it was more platformy and uh, not as terrible um i would really enjoy this and if it had a little bit more direction because like there's keys there's piles of money there's like these weird bat type things i don't know there's all sorts of weird stuff but yeah the uh i i and what's weird though is uh i'm i could be crazy but uh oh yeah no square enix uh released like a free-to-play version of spelunker world uh, which is out on the PlayStation 4 and the Vita. And so there's like a, like a, a free-to-play, maybe cell phone-ish style game of this that is available. It's probably a lot more forgiving. I would hope so. If it is, if it isn't, I, I don't know why they would want to do that. It's not a great game. It's not. It, it's not. I don't like it. And, and a part of, you know, 
My issue with Spelunker is the fact that I I have this like sort of like vendetta against it. It's not that game that I remember from my childhood, <laughs> and it is a different game because I remember the the uh, the sprite work being different and stuff. But for the life of me, I have the hardest time trying to like remember the name of this game. Yeah, and I uh, I uh, yeah, it's it's just like so. I I have a I have a lot of real bitter feelings about uh, uh this game here, chops. It's I. I have bitter feelings, and I don't even. I didn't even think this was a different game. Like it's mm. just, I hate it. I don't like this game at all, at all. I would. I would much rather play ET Ooh. on the Atari. Oh, that's a that ain't a great game. Yeah, that's a pretty bad game. Yeah, you'd rather play ET. Yeah. Wow. So so here we go, chops. What is your uh uh score on the eight bit scale? Two. No. One and a half. One and a half. One and a half. One and a half. I, 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 because of my vendetta, I give it a one. If I didn't have the vendetta, I might give it a two because it's like, okay, well, it's not like the worst game I've ever played. It's not the worst game I've ever played, but it's not good. it looks good. It's deceiving. It looks like it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And then you take that first step off the elevator and you die. I guarantee if you gave this to anybody who's never played this game, they will die <laughs> immediately after stepping off the elevator. That's, that's the Legend of Retro guarantee. I You're going to die you. on the elevator. You'll die immediately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a... Uh... Now that's a guarantee that I can, uh, I can get you behind. Be- you could believe that too. I, I know you could. I, same thing happened to me. The same thing happened to you. Yeah, a hundred percent of the people in this room right now died when they got off that elevator. That's right. If you don't know it's coming, you're probably going to die. In fact, even if you know it's coming, you might die anyway. You might die anyway because the controls are they're terrible. just okay. They're terrible. They're they're just they're just okay. They're not you know they're not very, they're bad. Yeah, they're not good. So let's go ahead and move on from I. Uh, Terrible uh, retro relapse games. Yes, terrible retro relapse to games. Two wonderful NES music games. Ah, yes, our NES music bracket. Uh, today we have some uh, good ones here for you, chaps. I know, I'm excited about <laughs> well, this. Well, they're pretty much always good ones. Uh, well, that's, that's you know, up to interpretation. Always good ones. The Moon, not a good song, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chops, you're stupid and wrong, and I hate you uh, because the moon is amazing, and it it might win. I'm not gonna say it will win, but yeah, I, I sure. think that is a contender. Sure it is. We, we've had a lot of contenders though. There's there's some there's some real good stuff out there, but at the very least, uh, I'm gonna say that the moon will make it pretty far. Okay, I'd like to think we'll see. Well, you're right. We will see because uh, I don't have a lot of say in the matter. I have one say in the matter. I have one vote. <laughs> That's all. So our first song for you uh, is the uh, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the platformer, the first Turtles game uh, uh, put out by Konami, uh, composed by uh, Jun Funahashi. Uh, this game is a pretty tough one, but the music's pretty good. It's pretty great. It's uh, a classic. It, it really is. I mean, it's, it's, if... if, if <laughs> I suck at this game. I'm terrible at this <laughs> Everybody game. Everybody does. But I, I really enjoy the music. The music's I really, solid. really enjoy it. That's kind of the main reason. A lot of these NES games, when mm-hmm. they were hit and miss on if, you, if I was either really good or awful at them, uh-huh. the main reason why I would go back to the awful ones is because of the music. Yeah, no, I could see that. It uh, uh, So uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles eventually shifted to the arcade style, right. uh, which were a ton of fun. Uh, but in the first Turtles game, it's like a platformer, and you... It, it's 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 a little clunky yeah 
It's a little clunky, but the music is solid. And this is the music from the intro to the game. It's also the music for the title screen and uh, 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 different cutscenes. Yes. It's uh, a really fun song. I feel like I feel like if it didn't have that like guitar rift kind of in the the middle there, it might be a little on the, <laughs> the bland <laughs> side. That one, but yeah, it's pretty great. It's I really fun. like it. It's it's uh, turtles, teenage. Uh, they're mutants and uh, they're rocking. They're really really rocking. They really are. And and, uh, it's got a little bit of the main theme in there too. There's going to be I feel like a lot of nostalgia for the uh, uh, the teenage mutant turtles in general, just because I mean. So many children of the 80s and early 90s right. grew up with the Turtles, you know. It was uh, uh, definitely something they were a big fan I of. I mean, I know Grim was, uh, Grimlock of the GameZilla show was a super Turtles fan. Uh, Xander, um, of course, from I Legend of Retro was. I was a huge Turtles fan. I have on my door at my parents' house the stickers that had the pizza <laughs> on it that you could scratch and <laughs> really? sniff. I still have those on my door, and I think you can still scratch them and smell some pizza. I'm going to go to your parents' place and go smell me some pizza. <laughs> Go for it. That sounds terrible. I it, I'm sure they smell like garbage yeah. now if they even smell like anything right, at all. Right. But uh, I uh, I was always a fan of uh, GI Joe and Transformers myself. Oh, I, I was like a turtles. fan of those as well. I like turtles, but I liked uh, uh, GI Joe and Transformers. What are your more. feelings on GI Joe the animated movie? Uh, it's probably one of the greatest pieces of cinematic work in our lifetime. How do you feel about the Transformers animated movie? I feel like you got the touch. Oh, you've got the power. All right. <laughs> yeah. We'll have a conversation about that someday. Oh, yes. But uh, 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 the next song we have for you uh, has been composed by, uh, uh, it's another uh, person from uh, Konami, uh, actually. It is uh, composed by two people, uh, Kinu, uh, Kinuyo Yamashita and Sato Terashima. Uh, these two worked on Castlevania, the classic uh, from the uh, 1980s. This is a song called Out of Time. It is the song of the Upper Terrace, uh, which is a section of the, uh, mm-hmm. the game. And we're going to go ahead and just jump right in. Thank you. 
I'm pretty partial to this song. Yeah. And one of the, I mean, I mean, both the songs we've played today are great, but Castlevania is a soundtrack that I own on vinyl record. Ooh. Mondo Records released uh, uh, Castlevania, uh, Castlevania 2, 3, Super Castlevania, uh, quite a lot of Konami's games. Uh, so if you're a fan of old video game music and you collect vinyl, uh, check out Mondo uh, Mondo Records, I believe it is. Uh, they, they, have, they do other things like posters and t-shirts and stuff like that, but uh, they do quite a lot of vinyl records. And... Uh, a lot, a lot of like uh, like old B horror movies mm-hmm. and stuff. They do stuff like that, you know, uh, a lot of like movie soundtracks and stuff. But they also do occasionally video game music and Castlevania is one of them. Yeah, I really enjoy the song. I, I, I like later versions of it a lot more. Mm-hmm. SNES version. Uh, so, you know, Super Castlevania kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's a really enjoyable song. It's a classic mm-hmm. Castlevania song. Yeah, it's it's uh, I mean, Castlevania has like. I'm not going to say all of them have had good music. I mean, there are a few weird outliers in the Castlevania series, like the N64 ones and stuff. Yeah, I played that one, and it was awful. But uh, but a lot of the Castlevania music throughout the series, especially the core Nintendo games Mm -hmm. and and Super Castlevania, uh, are really solid. They're really good. So uh, yeah, uh, uh, make sure that you're uh, following us on Facebook. Uh, You know, join up, uh, join us up on our Facebook page, uh, and in the group, and in our uh, yeah, the group. group. Yep, and uh, uh, check us out on. Discord, of course, so you can we can chat about all this old video game music too. Yes, you can let us know if you've played Trauma Center, if you've <laughs> if you've played Spelunker, the original Spelunker, not any oh, remakes of oh, it, um, and how you feel about our choices for music. I know I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Dwight, a fan of the show, who uh, is currently in his boycott of Mega Man stuff on our page. Um, I want to give him a shout out that uh, none of these songs recently have been Mega Man. So if you don't vote, um, you're a sham. Wow, I, uh, I mean, that's that's heavy. That's that's a. I'm that's calling a, him out. I'm calling Dwight out. Dwight, I'm calling you out. Dwight, you've been called out. Uh, and uh, uh, here's the thing. Uh, the the tournament still has a little bit more to go. But here's the thing. And there's gonna be more Mega Man. Just deal with it. <laughs> Just deal with it. You're gonna have to vote at some point. Is there point. gonna be more Mega Man? I don't, I don't know. Like I mean, like because because be there's been some that's already won. I meant. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah, there's, no, it's gonna right. be coming gonna, back it'll around. Come, it'll come back again. But here's the thing. This is all about your favorite video game music on the Nintendo. Yeah. And it's it, even if it feels like Mega Man is a little overplayed. Hey, here's the thing. Let your votes count. And if Mega Man is what you like, then vote on Mega Man. It's 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 all about what your favorite music is. Yeah. And if you don't like Mega Man. Hey, that's totally Just vote fine. For Mega Man. It's but what? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, join us on Facebook though, so you can go ahead and vote. And I know a lot of uh, fans have you know said they've been like, oh, well, you know, this music's okay, but you didn't put this in. Like, hey, you didn't put this in, and you know, you're right, we didn't. But here's the thing. We chose our favorite Nintendo music, yeah. not necessarily what we thought the best was. So right. even though we've joked that this is like to, to determine the greatest, you know, Nintendo song of all time, really it's so it's that to turn, determine our favorite is a collective. Yes, basically as a brain trust. It basically it is at the end of this, whichever of, has one of us, Xander, Chops, or myself, will get bragging rights. That's basically what this is all about. I could go for another win. I mean, I did win the last one. You you dominated the last one, and I feel like uh, you really stacked things in your favor the last time. I did. And what am I doing right now? Maybe stacking I'm still things winning. in your favor. Still winning, aren't I? 
Hey, the uh, fans don't know what everyone has chosen unless they've well, deciphered I, it from our I conversations. I do, and I know I'm winning. Listen, chops. <laughs> this is, it's not about who wins the battles. Just, it's who wins the war. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it is about who wins the war. It is. So, And there's still a chance for... for there, we haven't even finished the regular chances. brackets. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're doing it. What but. happens, though, when it comes down to like just my choices in the final four? How would you guys Xander feel? and I are going to kick you off the show, and you're never uh, allowed back. That's your prize, chops. All right, that's fair. That's mm-hmm. fair. I uh, but I uh, but when uh, you're not listening to Chops and I bicker back and forth, you can listen to uh, me us bicker back, yes, and, forth bicker back and, and forth on noobs and dragons. Noobs and dragons. Uh, actually, it's it's less us bickering, more you bickering with the others, Grim uh, and Jazzy from uh, Gamezilla, and more me just yelling at the lot of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's pretty accurate. It's a uh, podcast where we go ahead and go through uh, Dungeons and Dragons game. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's incredibly enjoyable for me because I've run Dungeons and Dragons games for years for Chops, Grimm, and Jazzy. This is their first Dungeons and Dragons campaign. They've they've played a smattering of things. They know the gist of Dungeons and Dragons. They didn't really know what they were getting into. At least not with me. Nope. And uh, uh, so it's it's been a lot of fun because it's always great to see people's reactions yeah. like to, to things, you know. Especially like when, when Dungeons and Dragons is fresh because it's so, you know, I, I you know, sort of eye-opening because you can do yes. whatever you want in yes. the game so so if you're intrigued if you're interested and you have not started watching noobs and dragons make sure to catch us from the beginning as it is a continuing show uh but uh chops uh, when our friends are not listening to you or i what can they be listening to they can watch the gamezilla show live mondays 7 p.m on twitch and listen to them when the episode posts on tuesdays what time zone is that that is Eastern time. Eastern zone. Standard Time. Okay. Uh, you also get notifications if you're part of the Discord. You will be notified when the show is launching, and you can listen to the Gamezilla Alpha Show, which releases on Sundays. And if you are a patron at Patreon.com/slash/Gamezilla Media, you will get early access to the Gamezilla Alpha Show. And if you're a five dollar patron, you get entered into our Game Genie drawing, where you can choose one retro relapse game that we play for an episode. And you get behind the screen, DM screen, sorry, for Noobs and Dragons, which is all about Craig and us. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the uh, our Dungeons and Dragons show where we go through the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. And uh, hey, when you're uh, uh, not listening to all that, we have uh, our uh, Gamezilla Media YouTube page where yep. I've been doing some long plays. I've been going through old RPGs. So if you're listening to this show, there's a very, very high chance that you're uh, into old video games. Make sure to you know check out what I'm playing there. And uh, uh, if you're a member of our Discord, you'll also uh, be able to uh, find out when members of our stream team start streaming video games on Twitch, so yes. uh, make sure to uh, uh, you know uh, give that a uh, uh, check out. You know, check out our uh, Discord and get involved with uh, what all we have going on. That's right. But uh, when all else fails, go ahead and go to GameZillaMedia.com. That's your one-stop shop for all your gaming needs. Indeed. And we got blogs on there, so we got some blogs oh, that you yeah. post and stuff that I wrote. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah. I, mean, we have, I have one coming up here soon, if not already released. Oh, cool, cool. That'll be uh, fun uh, fun there. Uh, I, uh, uh, on top of old video game blogs, I do also do Dungeons & Dragons stuff, so my my attention is a little split on those blogs. When's the Bard one come up? The Bard one? Yeah. Oh, that's right. The Bard, uh, what? Oh, you've been waiting on it, haven't you? I've been waiting for this Bard one to come up, and it has not arrived yet. (sighs) I'm working something special for you, Josh. Oh, okay. Sure you are. Wink, wink. Into the mic. Wink, wink. I just (laughs) forgot about it. (laughs) 
Oh, I didn't forget. It's just, you know, it's I've not written it yet. Oh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right, fine. Well, I look forward to when it's posted. It's not that I've written like an article that just says chop smells bad and that's like the end of the article. It's just in a bunch of different size font <laughs> and like bolded or style. Oh, yeah. italic. Yes. All right. Oh, Times New Roman. Oh, wingdings or wing nuts or whatever <laughs> wing it was. Oh, man. Okay, so thank you for listening to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. We'll catch you all next time when, when the, the legend, legend continues. continues.